Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. So we started the show today talking about the potential for a cell phone ban in classrooms across BC. It's interesting. Right now, we've got kind of a patchwork of rules. It varies from district to district, sometimes from school to school as well. And so there's this one high school near Langford on the island where they're bringing in some stricter cell phone rules. So when a kid enters a classroom, you must put your phone in a basket Mm -hmm. at the front of the class. Okay, so you're not using that phone while class is in session, or it's got to be zipped away in your backpack. Yeah. And some should that be a province-wide rule? Should the province step in and say, no more cell phones anywhere in class? No. <laughs> no, because we see very few province-wide rules. You know, I remember uh, the Dave Barrett government in 1972 brought in a rule that basically banned the strap, banned corporal punishment. Because there was this ability, and it was a province-wide ban. You no longer use the strap. So the strap was this hard leather, piece of hard leather belt that uh, the principal would slap the hand of the wayward student. And it was quite traumatic for a lot of kids. I never got the strap. I have to say that. I talked my, talked my way out of it once. But uh, Really? You were scheduled to receive the strap? I, a bunch of, uh, several of us were misbehaving in a school assembly. But this is how ridiculous it was. I mean, why would you basically belt a kid because you were... <laughs> talking out loud at a school assembly. So anyways, it was banned in 72, but that's an example of a province-wide rule. I can't think of another province-wide rule. I mean, we have curriculum rules, um, you know, a minimum number of school t- instruction days, yes. things like that. But actually things that go in the classroom, I think, are set by school districts, and rightly so. So I don't see – this is kind of a throwback. I mean, kids have been carrying cell phones for years, uh, you know, for a decade going into classes. And, you know, I think teachers adapt to this. And some kids, you know, there's kids have different needs and some kids need their cell phones. Yeah, you know, just speaking of the strap, I recall that too Did when, I, when I was a kid. No, I, it never happened to me. It happened to a guy I knew, though. I remember he got called to the front of the class. I think I was in grade like four or five or something like that. And the teacher hit him and said, put your hand out. Yeah. And the teacher gave him a whack with a ruler. Yeah, on the hand, and I remember he pulled his hand away when the ruler was coming down, yep. and everyone went, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and then and then the teacher said, "Put your hand back out there." And then he hit, you know, yeah. the teacher hit the guy with it with, it was, with the ruler. And I just thought, I remember that. I think it was the only time I saw that yeah. when I was growing up. But I thought that was gruesome. Yeah, it was no, just kind it was, of it was it's traumatic to a little kid. Yeah. Now we're talking cell phones with teenagers for the most part. Who are you know this is a different issue, but it's it is similar. And that we're, you know, people talk about a province-wide thing. It's, be careful. So your, your point is that there are, there are few hard and fast rules that apply province-wide in the school. So like the, the preference is to allow individual school districts to yeah, make, to make these rules themselves. Even principals within reason. I mean, school is sort of, there has to be some autonomy, I think, for schools and teachers. Uh, not have this province-wide rule all the time. I mean, there's obvious ones. Um, smoking is one, for instance. I mean... There were times when, um, I'm not sure what the rule is at schools now. When I went to school, there were smoking pits. Yeah, we had a smoking yeah. pit. I'm not high sure school. that still exists because uh, the, the attitudes towards smoking have shifted uh, against smoking, thank goodness. So I'm not sure you still have smoking pits. Maybe you do, but uh, I always thought that was, I didn't like it. Now you got a vaping pit. Yeah, I guess so. Our kids are vaping. But again, you're not going to see a province-wide edict come in. Uh, governments are reluctant to bring in province-wide bans on stuff like that. So, yeah, interesting what's going on in Langford, but that seems like almost 10 years 
too late. Okay. Get set to call me on that. We had a lot of calls on that earlier, including a lot of interesting calls from, from teachers. So we'll take some more calls on that. Uh, I know you spoke to Dr. Bonnie Henry this morning mm-hmm. about the latest uh, COVID variant and some of the concerns. Let's listen to Dr. Amesh Aldalja, Johns Hopkins Center for Health here on, co- on the new COVID strain. Have a listen. In the fall, we know that transmission is going to increase for the same reasons as people go indoors. Uh, and that will also likely coincide with influenza and RSV seasons. And I think that's the norm, that we're going to see COVID-19 become a seasonal virus. What's the latest here? Yeah, so there's a new variant on the scene, BA226, BA.2.26, I think is the name. It's also been given, eventually be called PI, the PI variant. Uh, infectious disease uh, specialists are keeping an eye on this uh, yeah. because it's different than some of the other variants. It doesn't mean it's worse. They just are studying this because it's a little different. It's It's got different uh, spike protein. It has the potential, perhaps, to be a little more problematic. And yesterday, Dr. Bonnie Henry and Health Minister Andrew Dix issued a joint statement, which they haven't done for a while, just saying they're aware of this. The first case had been detected in Brit- British Columbia in the Fraser Health region. It was not someone who was traveling, so it suggests it was within the community, community transmission, but again, not lighting anybody's hair on fire, no panic buttons here. And also back to school rules. Yes, the school season st- uh, begins in, in the fall. There are some of these groups have popped up again. They were dormant for a while saying, mask up kids, mandatory. You know, yeah. have only improved ventilation and you know, raising the specter of not opening certain classrooms. That's not going to happen. I'll tell you right Did now. Did Bonnie Henry, Henry say that this morning? I've talked to her. She is not going to bring back a mask mandate for okay. kids. We're not going to put kids in masks. Mandatory. If they want to wear a mask, fine. Well, if yeah. you're sick, stay home. The same rules are going to be there that were there last year. If you're sick, stay home. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Um, but we're not bringing in these hard and fast rules of mask mandates and putting little kids in masks. That's just not going to happen. Why, why, now, why is it not going to happen? I mean, I tend to agree with her. I think I think well, we're beyond heard, that now. But why is it not happening? Because you heard the doctor say this, this is the new normal. Yeah, right. we're in a new normal. Normal is not wearing masks. Yeah, um, it's back to basically COVID is in the community. It's never disappeared. It will continue to be there, just like influenza, RSV. Other infectious diseases, other uh, respiratory illnesses are going to be there in the fall. You're going to be encouraged to get a, a booster for this ward off against this variant, which will be available in late September. Get your flu vaccine. There's going to be an RSV vaccine available for older uh, segment of the population. So nothing dramatic is going to change because, again, the feeling, I think, from public health and other medical infectious disease specialists is we've shifted into this situation, as was predicted, that COVID is just basically part of the the community yeah. now and not we're not we're seeing a slight increase in hospitalizations in the United mm-hmm. States but primarily amongst older people and people with underlying health conditions now if we suddenly see a big spike in kids getting sick yeah. this could change things sure. but the expectation is that we're not going to see that and which is why you're not going to see us go back to these restrictions and mass mandates and limited crowds and such okay get set to call me on that one let's finish up with some latest troubling polling data again for Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and the, the governing Liberal. So this is a new poll out from uh, Nanos Research. Here is pollster Nick Nanos. The Liberals are getting squeezed on both sides, from the progressive left, where young people are swinging to the progressive left because they want action, and then to the Conservatives, for those young Canadians that are struggling to pay the bills and figure they've got nothing to lose. 
Yeah, he says this is a double whammy that the liberals are losing some support to to the NDP and they're losing support to the conservatives too. That's not good. Yeah, true. no, it follows. Uh, yeah, David Coletta on from Abacus yeah. last week about the millennials, a chunk of the millennials. It used to be the bread and butter of the Trudeau brand. And again, we're not talking twenty-two-year-olds here. These millennials now, over the time, remember. Uh, that name tag has been applied for a number of years. People in their late 30s and early 40s are millennials. Yeah. So they're starting to depart the Trudeau camp, um, not rushing into the conservative camp with any great enthusiasm, but nevertheless, they are starting to flirt with that. But it's interesting. I just noticed online a piece by Fred Delore, who's the former campaign manager of the conservatives in the 2021 election. And his piece is, uh, he says, it's a counterintuitive take. Why liberals should think twice about removing Trudeau? So his point oh. is that Trudeau is the best thing the Liberals have going for them and that his strength is as a campaigner. Mm. And if you recall, Trudeau was, his numbers went up during the campaign. So, and that the alternative would be worse because there's no heir apparent. There's no reason to argue that someone's going to be better than Trudeau. But the numbers really are consistent from poll to poll. A pretty significant gap now between the Conservatives and the Liberals, and particularly troubling for the Liberals, is the people who used to be their bedrock of support seem to be deserting them. Okay, well, th- that's, it, that's a, interesting. The argument is, can they get them back? Yeah, you know? right. Well, you know, Trudeau's been written off before, yep. right? Been written off more than a three-martini business right. lunch, they uh, say. Uh, so. I have to say, I saw <clears throat> Pierre Poliev's ad last night. I think it's a new one. could be different. It was effective. You know, I was, uh, I had a... a Teenage mothers brought up by by uh, adopted by par- by parents who raised me. Yeah, um, very soft peddling. His no, it's the remaking of uh, yeah. Pierre Polyev. As long as he stays the ads are that, effective, and he doesn't stray into some of the weird territory, which he yeah. can do from time to time. It's it's an effective approach. Baldry's beat. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Reg in New West. Hi, Reg. Go ahead. Would you like to hear from a guy who got the strap every year from grade one <laughs> to grade ten? Grade one. Oh my God! Whoa. I was I was in a Catholic school in Winnipeg, Manitoba, grades one, two, and three, and I got the strap for things like uh, making noise in the playground, throwing stones. I never got into any big trouble, but I got the strap one, two, and three. We moved to Richmond. On my very first day in grade four, I was 10 years old, nervous as hell, didn't know anybody. The teacher was taking roll call, and so I thought I'd make a joke. When she asked me my name, I said, Elvis Presley. <laughs> they they marched me you. to the principal's office. They marched me to the principal's office. I got four straps on each hand, and oh, they oh, me that's ridiculous. on my first day in grade four. Yeah. Yeah, Reg, a lot of people have no concept of this. This was the situation up until 1972. Where, I don't know if you're so there, Reg, but yeah, I mean, people got the strap for completely subjective reasons. Depended on your teacher, depended on the principal, you know. How How hard would they hit you? Oh, look, I'll tell you what, it was so hard you couldn't pick up a pencil afterwards. Oh. You know, you know, and you know what? I, I yelled out of a school bus window on a field trip one time, and this teacher gave me the old hairy eyeball, and we got back to school, and he marched me down to the principal's office, and I got the strap again, and I, yeah. I went to hell. I went to Hal Lindsay's uh, funeral, and I said, you know what? It was my opinion that the strap in those days were there for the teacher. It was for the teacher's aggression against the kids. They had they had no other way of releasing their frustration. Mm. 
Well, okay, I, thank you for the call. I had wonderful teachers in elementary school, and they avoided the strap whenever they could. But there yeah. were some who, um, no, you marched down the principal's office. And, of course, there was all these urban legends. If you if you put a hair in your hand and you get the strap, it'll it'll cause blood. A and hair in your hand? Yeah, that would cause some. This is some of the legends kids would come up with, right? Uh. Um, and in terms of people crying, I remember distinctly in grade five or six, a classmate stoically trying not to cry because oh. it was hurt. It hurt that, like hell, but yeah. uh, you could see tears. So again, people now have no memory of that. And that's just it's sort of a distant past. These kids today got it easy exactly. with their but cell Everybody phones. talks about the Barrett government's, you know, rightly so, incredible legacy, the ALR, yeah. the Labor Code, all sorts of reforms, uh, the Tennessee Act, also banning the strap. Banning the strap. They banned that. Jeff in South Surrey. Hi, Jeff, go ahead. Hi, I've got a similar story. Um, I got the strap in grade two, seven years old. Uh, Walter Hardwick's dad was the principal of Maple Grove. Oh, yeah. Took yeah. me uh, into the office, told me to hold up my hand. I actually thought he was going to give me a candy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Were you disappointed? Three times in each hand. Uh, yeah. Three times in each hand. Three wow. Three times in each hand. That was a common punishment. Yeah, seven punishment. year old. Seven years old, wow. Yeah, it, it seems barbaric, and it was yeah. back then, but it was a traumatic thing to happen. Yeah. It was always this sort of this reign of terror hanging over you. Yeah. No one knew what really meant to get, what, what was it that would cause get the strap? One day it was snow, throwing a snowball. Yeah. The next day it wasn't. There was no uniform rule, um, but it's just a reminder of some of the weirdness in the school system. Well, I remember when I was a kid, I mean, kids were scared yeah. of the strap, you know, because you used to talk about that. There'd be whispers about it. There'd be talk about it. who got the strap. Did someone get the strap? Yeah. And you, kids would be scared. So in that respect, I don't know. Maybe it was effective. I certainly don't oh, think I that. I don't think so. I think it, I think it was traumatic. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it's scarring for kids. Yeah. Actually, imagine strapping a, a six-year-old. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Dave in the Okanagan. Hey, Dave, go ahead. Well, uh, you know, equally, discipline can be done in so many different ways. It doesn't have to be punitive. But uh, I remember throwing a snowball, and my principal just wrote me down in his black book. And that was, that was scary enough for me. So it doesn't have to go uh, to the extreme level. But I actually phoned to talk about uh, the cell phone ban. Uh, yeah. I've been a teacher for 18 years, and I remember this conversation 15 years ago when we were talking about bring your own devices and, you know, uh, the Ministry of Education and, you know, leaders in education are saying this will be a wonderful thing. And like everything in education, it's all cyclical. Now we're now we're kind of, you know, racking our brains about what we do. It definitely is a problem, but it, you know what? It's not going away, and this is not a battle. And this might be unpopular. It's not a battle the teachers are going to, uh, you know, have in their classroom. If kids are going to be using their cell phones, there's lots of other ways where, um, you know, they can get the just desserts. They just won't do as well in class. But uh, it, it's it's just it's too hard of a fight. And and if we were going to ban cell phones, then we need to clamp down on dress codes uh there is smoking pits uh in schools and and lots of other things so i I don't think you can do one and not address some of the other things and it's just the way that life is we have to deal with it okay dave thank you very much for that call let's squeeze in one more george in vancouver george you got 30 seconds here go ahead hey uh thanks very much big fans Uh, update on my predictions from a month ago number one Trudeau will not run again. He will walk the plank. February 29th anniversary of his, what his father did. Trump will not mm-hmm. run again. It looks like it's going to be DeSantis and Nikki Haley that will coalesce. And he will pull out at the last minute. On the, uh, on the I think Trump will pull out. 
in return okay. for a pardon and get support in those. Uh, just on the federal election, I think you really have to pay attention to the Greens with the millennials. My daughter's a millennial. She's really gravitating not towards the NDP and Trudeau, but the Greens, and I think they're going to be a sleeper party in the next federal election. Thanks, George, thank guys. you for the calls. Interesting predictions, George. Let's write those down. We'll come back yeah. to them. Um, yeah, I go back and forth on Trudeau. I have no idea what he's going to do. I mean, again, Fred Delore's article today, a conservative, putting the, the reasons why he should continue because he's the best thing I got going for them. This uh, is the worst polling I've seen for him, oh, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's not just one poll. It's back to back yeah. to back. Yeah. You know, this is it's not rogue polls. These are consistent findings. So, yeah, they've got a, a lot of trouble. Haley versus DeSantis, I don't know. Haley certainly was better than I think a lot of people thought in that debate. But we're just starting that primary season. We're not at the end of it. Keith, thanks a lot. Talk tomorrow.